a Big Spark Studios original. Hi, you little s***s. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Cl- Are we going? What the fuck was that for? I was coming in with such high energy. Well, now it's gone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Unhinged. I'm just kidding. Welcome back to Unhinged, the podcast that, oh my God, I almost died coming here for. <laughs> Can I say not worth it? Um, Make sure before we get into the episode that you are subscribed to wherever you listen to podcasts and you subscribe for the video portion of this podcast at youtube.com slash Chris and share it with your friends. You guys have no idea the power you hold as individuals. Honestly, I don't know how people with that kind of energy hold up for more than five seconds. That was exhausting. Um, it is August 31st. I just realized that my scruff is hitting my collar, which is then creating fuzz. But the collar is essential because it's blocking my double and triple chin. Um, yeah, I almost died on the way here today and I've decided, no, I won't rant about it because, I mean, it's going to be one of those, like, I start and then in 30 seconds I'm like, what else do I talk about? But I almost died. Some bitch from New fucking Jersey in a Jeep cut me off literally and, like, literally, I ordered, like, matcha to pick up before I left and I was like, oh, I don't fucking need it anymore. I am to quote Katy Perry, wide awake. So that was fun. And then I did like that thing where you get like really angry and you road rage and I caught up to them and then cut them off. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Anyways, the rant will be about mental illness. So that's a great actual prelude. Prelude? Quaalude? I don't know. Either way, I'm quaalude. (laughs) Just kidding. I've never and would Never say never. Um, all right. I feel like we should just really get into it because um, no time like the present. <laughs> so now we are getting into the free for all. <laughs> yes. The more and more we record with that sound effect, it feels more and more fitting for reading the fucking news. I swear to fucking God. Anyways, this is the part of the show where we get in touch with the world around us and see what the fuck is going on. From really important shit to really, oh, so trivial. Just wait till next episode. Um, First up, we have Jojo Siwa to have first same-sex Dancing with the Stars partner from New York Times. On Thursday, August 27th, Dancing with the Stars history was made with the announcement that the dancer and social media personality Jojo Siwa, uh, you forgot Target Conqueror, would be the first contestant on the ABC program to compete with a same-sex partner. The executive producer, Andrew, whatever his last name is, shared the milestone during a Dancing with the Stars Television Critics Association panel. Siwa came out as part of the LGBTQ community earlier this year when she posted a photo of herself wearing a t-shirt that read, Best Gay Cousin Ever on its... Girl, we were there when we all saw the Instagram scene around the world. Um... Siwa, known for her sparkling hair accessories, <laughs> bitch, oh my god, can we, while I'm reading the rest of this, Google how much, first of all, those bows cost, and second of all, how much money she's made from those bows, because I know that that's public domain. Um, and her bubbly personality, she met her girlfriend, Kylie Prue, on a cruise. Oh, wow, I really, like, have no hate on Jojo Siwa, but a cruise? Like, ugh, I don't know, anyway, I just don't like cruises. 
They began dating in January, and in June, the LGBTQ advocacy organization GLAAD had named her in their 20 under 20 list. The show also announced that the gymnast and Olympic gold medalist Suni Lee would be featured in its 30th season, which begins September 20th. So that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. 400 million in bow sales. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for checking in on Unhinged this week. I've got to go. Oh, 400 million. I mean, no wonder her cars are constantly wrapped in new versions of her face. I would do the fucking same. Holy shit. That bitch can retire. And she hasn't even hit puberty? Question mark? I don't even know how old she is. What the fuck? 18. 18. Okay, so she maybe has hit puberty. (laughs) Who knows? Wow. I saw so many people being like, why does she need to dance with the same sex partner if it's dancing? Shut the fuck up. Just say you're homophobic and move on. Um, next up, and in way less light news, officials in New Orleans begin surveying the wreckage left by Hurricane Ida, and this one is also from the New York Times. Hurricane Ida slammed Louisiana with devastating force as a Category 4 hurricane Sunday, leaving at least one person dead and more than one million customers without power as it flooded homes, ripped off roofs, and trapped residents in dangerous rising waters. Ida slammed into Louisiana on the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. That is... I did not know, and that is just so fucked up dark. Uh, Tying with 2020's Hurricane Laura and the last island hurricane of 1856 is the strongest ever to hit the state. With the scope of damage, while the scope of damage won't be clear until daybreaks Monday and teams can assess the chaos, initial reports indicate the situation for many residents who stayed behind is dire. The storm slowed after it made landfall around 1 p.m. Eastern time Sunday near Port Fourchon, I'm sorry if I butchered that one, delivering catastrophic winds and torrential rain for hours. Uh, We've suffered flooding here before. We've suffered storms before, but I've never seen water like this in my life. It just hit us in the worst way possible, and it was such a massive storm that it just totally devastated us, said Tim Kerner Jr., the mayor of Jean Lafitte, south of New Orleans. As someone who has never been to New Orleans, once again, I'm so sorry for butchering that. It is something to be aware of that it's not hurricane season. Someone told me that this morning, and I was like, wow, it is literally not hurricane season. This is a direct result of climate change. So, my God, this is just so sad. Um, I mean, like, I'm not going to say unhinged is with you. I mean, that's the stupidest fucking thing I can follow up these stories with. Ugh, if there's ways that you are able to help out and you have resources, please look into ways of giving. It's, I mean, just so sad reading and seeing pictures and videos and stuff. Whew. Um, what? Next up, he hiked 2,100 miles in 209 days to complete the Appalachian Trail. He's only five, according to NBR. Josh and Cassie Sutton recently completed a full-length hike of the Appalachian Trail with their son, Harvey. At just five years old, Harvey, who earned the nickname Little Man from fellow hikers, is one of the youngest people known to have completed the roughly 2,100-mile trail that stretches across 14 states. Was he in one of those, like, fucking, like, backpack slings? And, like, he did the trail? It was, like, five-year-old homie literally just learned to walk, and he's like, let's try it out. No, he walked. He walked? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. 
little man, I am so sorry, Harvey. Um, the Suttons covered the hike from Georgia to Maine in 209 days. Their journey began in January when Harvey was just four. He turned five before the family completed the hike last week in Maine. Bro, if my fifth birthday... Oh, my God. He is a nugget. I would say if I were him, I'd be a pissed off nugget if my birthday was celebrated on day like 202 of the Appalachian Trail. I'd be pretty fucking pissed. Oh, my God. When Harvey was two years old, his parents began training him for hiking by going on mini walks. They slowly increased their mileage day by day, eventually gearing him up for his big agenda adventure. Sorry, I'm just. Does this not seem like Dance Moms-esque, but just like for REI? That like, I yes, of course. So happy trying not to be a bitch. But the fuck? At two years old? Can you even walk at two? When do you walk? Yeah, literally none of us even fucking know when you walk. I feel like it's not two. I mean, clearly it is if he's walking at two. Can someone Google when kids walk? We learned that he is a fat... I'm just so distracted at the fact that he was being trained for hikes at age two. Between nine and 12 months. Nine and 12 months. Oh, so like... A year. A year. They can walk. Oh, my God. I don't think he can hike. So for half of this kid's life, he hasn't walked, and now he's doing hike training? That's unhinged. We learn that he is fabulous at hiking, but as long as we're playing make-believe and pretend with him all day long, then he moves quickly and hikes a lot faster than a lot of us imagine. That is literally the outdoors straight people version of, like, here, JoJo, here's your happy juice, or whatever that, like, Mountain Dew crack shit they gave her on Dance Moms. What was it called, like, Zippy juice? Hoppy juice? Like, we all know. Like, I... Is anybody... No one watched Dance Moms? All right, guys. In the two-week break that we're taking off... You guys don't worry about the two-week break. That's why we're recording, like, eight in one day. You guys have to watch Dance Moms at least one fucking season. And, like, an old one. Not, like, the current one where she, like... (laughs) Abby Lee Miller full-on, like, takes her wheelchair and goes to file a police report. Dance moms. Anyway, that (laughs) Harvey now begins his latest adventure. Kindergarten. (laughs) I fucking hate this. Like, I listen, this is wholesome and cute. This feels so wrong to me. That feels mm, anyway. JoJo drank monster, but Honey Boo Boo was given go-go juice. Go-go juice! That's what I'm thinking of. Honey Boo Boo. (gasps) Oh my god, I just recently saw that Alana, who like Honey Boo Boo, but she doesn't want to go by Honey Boo Boo anymore because <laughs> she's like an adult. Um, Alana was in Teen Vogue and she looked so pretty. Anyway, um, a possibly was Red Bull and Mountain Dew. Yes. Oh my God, it was like the craziest thing ever. It makes so much sense though. I'm like, I, I like, I'm. <gasps> Next episode, we're trying cocoa juice. Um, next up, a possibly fake question mark. High school apparently duped its way into playing on ESPN. This is from footballscoop.com, a website until now I didn't know existed. ESPN was jam-packed with high school football this weekend, the first of the 2021 campaign and the first real season in two years. High school football? We've, like, moved on from college. Now we're just like, let's see what's going on in high school. Oh, high school football is really, really big. Yeah. Like, especially... Oh, my God. We need less football. We need less football. There. I fucking said it. What the fuck? 
The weekend was concluded Sunday with the grand finale, the Hall of Fame Classic at Canton's Hall of Fame Stadium, pitting defending national... Okay, where's the, the drama? Oh, found it. Bishop Sycamore, claiming to be from Columbus, Ohio, went 0-6 last season. I'm sorry, 0-6, if we're talking sports. Went 0-6 last season. The program's second in existence. IMG pummeled Sycamore by a... I mean, this is like reading a foreign language. IMG pummeled Sycamore by a score of 56-6. to But nevertheless, Sycamore got in Sunday's showcase game because, according to ESPN, the school acquired a number of sought-after future NFLers to its roster that turned out to not be true bishop sycamore told us they had a number of division one prospects on their roster to be frank a lot of that we could not verify beyond that bishop sycamore at least a team of high school aged kids wearing bishop sycamore uniforms played on friday night what appears to be the school's website bishop (laughs) bishop sycamore.org is basically a blog its most recent post on may 21st explains how to catch a college recruiters attention on social media the website's about us section is blank entering an address associated with bishop like bishop sycamore leads this i mean this the amount of reading mishaps that i had is that the about page it's just empty oh my i'm gonna keep my mouth shut about espn um last this is the last one right okay none of them got lost on any of my cracks Scientists find fossil of deadly four-legged whale they didn't know existed. HuffPost, once again. Just stop. Scientists have unearthed a 43-million-year-old fossil of an extinct four-legged whale that once lived both on land and in the sea, making it amphibious. This particular ancient species was previously unknown to experts, but it's part of a group of semi-aquatic whales called protocytids. And that is the pronunciation. You're welcome. Which existed during the Eocene period. That's also pronounced correctly. You're welcome. Protocytids. I mean, I should have fucking (laughs) practiced any of these words. Protocytids were amphibious. They represent a unique period in whale evolution that largely still remains a mystery. What sets this four-legged creature apart from other whales from this era is an impressively murderous jackal-like jaw that allowed it to have a raptorial feeding style? The researchers who analyzed the fossil at Mansoura University named the species... Oh, fuck. Phyomectus anubis. Honestly, fire. Bars, dare I say. Anubis? Oh, my God. Anubis Clemens. Sorry, I'm just thinking of children's names. Um, we discovered how fierce and deadly its powerful jaws are capable of tearing a one. <laughs> Sorry, of tearing a wide range of prey. This whale was a god of death to most of the animals that lived in... Well, clearly not, because it's gone. Um, The whale was about 10 feet in length and had a weight of around 1,300 pounds. I honestly don't have much to say after that. It was actually, like, medium-sized compared to all the other whales that they found from that era. Oh, my God, and it was still dominating? Yeah. Oh, fuck that shit. It's probably what great whites are now. And um, <laughs> I say fully confident that I'm a scientist. Anubis is from the Egyptian god of death who had a jackal head. So so I won't be naming my kids that. Got it. <laughs> Thank you for looking out here. 
Ooh, boy. Wow. I should stop talking, which is perfect because now it's time for the hot box, which is where you guys can call in to 310-844-6459. I didn't even have to look at the cheat I have right here. <coughs> Whoa. <laughs> of course, something had to go wrong. Um, But yeah, you guys can call in. And I gave off different prompts uh, every week on the Unhinged with Chris Clemens Instagram, which is just unhinged with Chris Clemens, as well as my own Instagram, Chris Clemens. Once again, I just want to emphasize, this is about me. <laughs> um, no, but this, what was this? Uh, oh, like fat? What? You let them ask you anything. <gasps> oh, fuck. Yeah. That's this one? Yeah. Oh, shit. And we're recording two episodes today. Oh, fuck. Oh, next episode you're all going to love, so subscribe. Um, all right, you guys hear <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, here's an Ask Me Anything. Hi, Chris. Hi. This is Leah. Leah, um, hi. I just finished work. I work at FedEx, and it is 2 in the morning, and I have class at 9.30. So before I go pass this fuck out, um, I guess I have two questions. Oh, fuck. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Okay, this and, is easy. And um, do you have any kinks any interesting kinks i don't know what? i feel like you'd be into like candle wax ah! i don't know i just get that vibe all right Honestly, i love you i love, I love you thank you and have a great day period Bye. you have a good night well that doesn't apply because it's past the time you have this i am so honored that you think i have like a candle wax kink you think i've had sex with anybody in like two years bitch please I've always wanted to try the candle wax kink. I will say that. I've never... Have any of you guys in here done it? You don't have to say boom. Is that pouring it on? It's like dripping it down like the back or the stomach or like in their eyes and you steal their credit card. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Have you done wax? Candle wax? I feel like you of all of us in here are like the freakiest one. I've done other things. (laughs) Gross. Um, (laughs) What was the first... Oh, guilty pleasures. I'm going to... Like, I know I'm... Like, it's not, like, secretive. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it's really embarrassing. But it is just so fucking good. Oh, my God. I mean, I've only seen, like, season 10 and the current one, which is season 11. (laughs) So I'm pretty new to it, but, God. Like, I don't understand how they're not bigger than the Kardashians. I'm going to fucking say it right then and there. Um, And then in terms of kinks, like... (laughs) At this point, fucking physical touch, bitch. <laughs> like, that's my kink. Um, I guess, like, dirty talking. Like, if someone's good at that, that's... Ooh, this is so weird talking about in front of a room full of people <laughs> that are my coworkers. <laughs> um, anyways, I love when someone dirty talks. Um, yeah, I would say that or, like... What are other kinks? Like, I feel like I could get into, like, the choking... Like, that seems... <laughs> You're getting up off the ground to tell me about King, so... Like fun. BDSM or... Yeah, see, like, I've never... Honestly, spanking. I mean, I'm as Caucasian as I'm, I look, guys. I mean, I'm just trying to get through sex without looking like a completely, like, uncoordinated fuck. <laughs> like, are you kidding? And especially after this hiatus that I've been on, it's like, oh, God, we're starting from ground zero. <sighs> All right. Yeah, that's my kink, I guess. Let's... I don't need, we'll talk later. Uh, we need to maintain some semblance of monetization and sanity. What's next? Um, oh, 
Um, uh, hi, Chris. Hi. <laughs> I just saw the Instagram story about asking you anything, and I just wanted to ask how Christine is doing. Aww. I know she's not on the internet anymore, or she doesn't want to be an influencer, basically, which is cool. Totally respect that. I just, like, is she okay? Is she doing good? You know, are you even in touch with her anymore? Um, yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um, no, I have a rule that I won't give updates on not only Christine, but just people who have made it clear they don't want to be on the internet anymore. Um, I know that she's still posting and whatnot, but that's uh, from more of an activism using whatever followers still engage with her and whatnot. But she has made it clear that she doesn't want any of her personal stuff on the internet, and I'm not going to disrespect that she's doing she, I, we still keep in touch. We were texting the other day. She's great. Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I figured I should probably t- talk about this on the podcast because I've talked about it everywhere else. But yeah, I just don't. She's definitely wants her privacy and her life. And I, <laughs> trust me, I fucking get it. Um, so yeah, she's great. We keep in touch. We're still friends. But yeah, I'm not gonna, it's just... I always find that weird when people are, like, reporting on their friends, like, in interviews. And I'm like, what is that? Um, no, I understand the respect that you were showing. But I'm just not going to – I don't know. It just feels wrong. <laughs> like, here's everything that's going on with our um, – yeah. So, <laughs> there's that answer. <laughs> I just want to say that I hate the next one. Why? I'm just going to play it. You're no fun. Hi, Chris. Hey. My name is Lily, and Hi, Lily. I was just wondering what your favorite type of poop is. Do you like poop? having a nice little deer poop, like plop, 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 or explosive diarrhea, like, <laughs> 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 or if you just like having a little solid log, just like you're going down. What is that ride called in Disneyland? I don't know. You'll know what I'm talking about. The log that you ride down in Disneyland. Splash right, Mountain. Anyways, um, let me know. I'm really curious because we all know that you are a borderline IBS. And you're gluten intolerant now. So congratulations. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Say hi to Booger. All right. Best All right. You. Wow, you gave me a fucking laundry list of shit to do after this. Um, my ideal poop. I mean, here's the thing. I don't care what the. <laughs> I was gonna say like consistency is. I my dream poops are ones that are one wipers. And if you know, you fucking know. And if you don't, <laughs> go to a doctor. Um. I don't like usually so when that happens it, they're usually solid. I don't think I've ever had an explosive one that hasn't needed a sham wow. Um so I'm going to say that the diarrhea is out of it. I don't know anybody who really enjoys that. Although some mornings I guess I will say that like when it just like fucking erupts out of you you're like, "Whew, do I feel skinny?" <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, I would say like a solid one that involves a one wipe. Not, like, solid to where it, like, hurts and it feels like your hole's ripping. We got it. Thank you for your question. That was so fun. See, hi, I- Chris. Oh, hi. Um, I really love hearing your voice over the phone and oh. talking to you like this. Hey. So this is kind of weird and exciting at the same time. This is my so kink. So I wanted to ask you a question. <laughs> How do you trust people, a.k.a. <laughs> kind of, like, let people into your life oh. and... and- how do you, yeah, like, how do you find that you are able to trust new people and not just your family or 
the friends you've had for years, how do you willingly hand over trust to somebody? Yeah. Love you. Have a good one. I love Chris. you. Thank you. Bye. I'm just deep in fucking thought. Um, I mean, here, I will say this right off the bat. Sometimes you can't trust family. Whoop. <laughs> um, I don't know. You just like, you. first of all, you live and you learn. You're Sometimes you realize that you gave way too much away at first. And then you're like, well, that, <laughs> ooh. And that, I've, I mean, but that's the thing. I think, I don't know why people think that I have it all figured out. But I feel like some people do. I still don't know the answer. I'm a very, like, a very guarded person if I'm meeting somebody new. Unless I, like, immediately vibe with them. But I'm still not, like, giving everything away from the start. You gotta just, like, I don't know why anybody asked me for fucking advice. I thought these were going to be, like, do you love anal or this? Or I don't know what I was expecting. It wasn't, like, a real philosophical question, though. That's That I do know. Um... Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like you just, you feel it out. And when someone shows you any kind of lapse in keeping your trust, I don't think you necessarily need to go ballistic, but I think it's just keeping mental mental notes. I don't know if any of that, I truly, like, blacked out in the middle of that advice. I don't know. You live and you learn. That's, like, all I can tell you. I mean, truly, anything that I know <laughs> did not come from school. It's all lived experience, and you're going to fail, and you're going to fuck up. And that's just normal. Just don't do it again. And if you do, guess what? You have another opportunity. <sighs> do you regret asking for advice? Hey, Chris. Hey. Uh, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Sorry. I'm obsessed. One, because that sounded like Dixie D'Amelio literally calling into Unhinged. <laughs> Two, no offense to the person who just left that voicemail. Three, what would I do for a Klondike bar? Um, I Here's a fun story, actually. I did a brand deal with Klondike, and I it was like a dream come true. I'm not even fucking kidding anybody on this. Like, I grew up. Like, fuck breast milk. I was, like, having Klondike bars. Like, I'm convinced. Um, So when I was working with them, it was, like, an in-person thing at VidCon. And they, <laughs> I was on stage, and they were like, it needs to be family-friendly, no cussing. And I was like, why the fuck did you email me? Um, So I'm on stage, and they were like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? And I almost, <laughs> I almost said something just truly, like, insane I don't remember what it was but I was like oh like I was I I remember being like starting it off with like an oh bitch I would and then I was like Chris no and then as I was like oh uh I would hmm um honestly I'd probably just go to the fucking grocery store and buy one it's like what would I do for a Klondike bar it's like nothing uh, like, give me, raise the stakes. <laughs> like, what would I do for a house? Oh, I'd run over Jeff Bezos in a heartbeat. Oh. Bleep. <laughs> that was us leaving the air. <laughs> uh, we're not an Amazon podcast, are we? Oh. Well, not anymore. <laughs> subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Except Amazon. No, subscribe Amazon. Well, no, it's still subscribe. I don't think we're getting pulled off the air. I think worse has been said about Jeff Bezos. Like when I told him he should stay in space. <laughs> Anyways, um, what was even the... Oh, the Klondike bar. Yeah, no, Klondike bar. Like, if you asked me this at nine, I would have said punch a bitch. Like, I would have really performed for a Klondike bar. Now, 
honey, clown neck bars come and go. I want the ice cream sundae. You know? I didn't think you were actually going to answer it. Oh, why wouldn't I give a 10-minute explanation of this? What the fuck? Hi, Chris. So we're doing the question thing. I don't to ask anything I want. So you I'm going to ask it. Oh, fuck. Question one. What? Have you tried shrooms? How was your experience? Did you enjoy it? Question two. Are you Have cooking you tried dinner? Molly before? How was your experience? Did you enjoy it? Because I want to try both of those, but I feel like... Are they just running down the list of Wolf of Wall Street? I want to know before I do it. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. Okay, I was honestly expecting a number fucking three. Um, Have I tried shrooms? First of all, how dare you? There's a whole video story time about the first time I did shrooms up on my channel. And that was like the best night of my life. I know I say that about like a lot of great things, but that means it was like truly one of the best nights of my life. If I had a better memory, it probably wouldn't have been, but... I loved sh- okay so I've done shrooms twice I want to say and the first time it was like the most magical night of my life like I did it in the house that I'm in right now which is really spread out which was so fun because it felt like one of those like Instagram installations that you go to to like take pictures but like this was actually fun um like there was like stuff to do um so we had like lights and my pool oh my god the pool oh my god sorry I don't fucking care how loud that was that's like how emphatic I am about the pool we have like these different colored lights you can set it to shrooms in the pool oh just watch the whole story time honestly it gives like I give you like the break fucking down the second time I did it (laughs) probably one of the worst days of my life (laughs) that I one day one day I, I hope to tell the story but because it's respecting other people's privacy, I can't. Um, I would recommend, but I would, like, any type of anything, like, even pharmacy drugs. You should, like, get them from somewhere that's trustworthy, aka, like, a pharmacy, and, like, a doctor who knows what the fuck they're doing. And two, you should, like, be with people and in an environment that you feel safe with slash in. And, like, research about it. That's, like, also a good thing. Otherwise, I think... Who am I to fucking tell you what to do? And then Molly. (sighs) So I did Molly. Uh, I've only done it once. Unless it burned a hole in my brain where I did it another time. But I am sure I've only done it once. Because that shit, I don't... See, I think people think I'm crazier than I am. Like, I smoke a lot of weed. I've never done Molly more than once. Like, I, like... I don't know why I'm trying to justify that I'm, like, up for sainthood this year. Um, I did Molly at a Justin Bieber concert (laughs) that I was invited to. I don't know if I've ever told this story. I feel like I might have on, like, a live once. But I got invited to a Justin Bieber concert in – this is when I lived in New York at the time, so this is, like, kind of an old story. Um, But I got invited invited to the Justin Bieber concert, me and a plus one – and I was invited by, like, some makeup brand. No idea why. Like, Benefit. I was like, okay, bitch, I'll take the benefits of ben- being a Benefit girl. Um, oh, my God, they go to, like, Bora Bora and shit. I was like, oh, my God, this is my inn. Is the Justin Bieber box seat? So they had a box, and I brought my coworker because I had a job at the time. Like, a full, real adult job, not one where I just, like, talk shit on a couch with a mic. Um, but so I invited my friend. I was like, yo, come with me. It'll be fun. His friends ended up having a box across the arena. 
And when I guess you got a box, I have no fucking clue, but you got like a certain amount of tickets that you can hand out. The person gave a ticket to their drug dealer and their drug dealer came to the show with, I mean, I bitch, not even a briefcase, like a U-Haul truck. I've never seen so many drugs in my life, let alone in a box of an arena that you had to pass multiple security to get into. I was like, where? Meanwhile, I like tried going to like universal with a vape pen and that got confiscated. So, we move, I moved from the makeup box. I don't even know if it was Benefit. So, like, that's how long ago this was. Um, but it was some makeup brand, I remember, because I was like, this doesn't make sense. So, my friend is like, oh, let's go to my other friend's box. No offense, it'll be way more fun. And it was. <laughs> um, so, we're at the box, and I guess... <sighs> oh, this is all a blur for some reason. Um, so... <laughs> I'm not, I have pictures from this night, which Justin, you'll have to remind me for. Oh my God, the pictures. I'm surprised I didn't die this night, honestly, from like falling off the balcony. What? No, it's so dark. But it was like, once again, one of the best nights of my life. Um, So the drug, de- I guess we all get in the corner of the box and he's like, puts them all out. He brought like shrooms, Coke, Molly, weed. Those are the four that I really remember. Those are the four that I remember. And so I was drinking vodka Red Bulls at this point, which is already like doing cocaine. So, God, I'm not proud of this story at all. Mom, if you are watching, anybody who holds me in a high regard, please just skip past this. Um, once again, This was five years ago. So the drug dealer is like showing all of his stuff. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> this was one of those moments where like you're in between like college and adulthood and you're like, Mom, do I call my mom? Do I, like, see what's... Like, it was just, like, one of those moments where, like, fuck, I'm really just, like, an adult. So, I guess... Oh, the drug dealer was, like, have you ever... here? Do you want Molly? And I was, like, I've never done it. And he was, like, what? And I go, I know! Pops it in my mouth. (laughs) I was, like, I mean, I'm not going to be rude. So, I swallow it. And then someone had a joint. So, we were smoking that. And then... (laughs) Oh my god! If, if legally this is all made up, um, then the drug dealer comes up to me and goes, or maybe it was the guy who had the box. Regardless, comes up to me. If you've seen cocaine, please give it back to me. Like, I was like, okay. And as I'm doing that, out of my eye, I see this giant thing on the floor, and I'm like, it's the cocaine. <laughs> So I picked it up and split it with my friend. I'm not happy about it, but that felt like literally the best, easiest kind of way to share that moment. Okay? I don't do it anymore. That that shit is too scary for me. I have anxiety. That's enough of a drug for me. Um, So I did Molly cocaine weed and was drunk on vodka Red Bulls the whole night. And that's why I thought I was going to die. And then the next day I'd work. What was this? Oh boy. Anyway, next caller, please. Next caller. Next caller. I think I might even have a picture of the cocaine. Oh, YouTube. It was nice knowing ya. This has been honestly not that great of a relationship. That was the last call. That was the fit. I mean, I can give you more. Let's do one more. We can't end on Justin Bieber, Molly. 
Hi, Chris. Hi, please be kind. So I'm a junior in high school, and I was wondering, in high school? what do you do when you have a crush on a teacher? Because I have this <sighs> really hot teacher, oh my God, and I just can't oh, wait, stop thinking about him. Like, he's literally so just, uh, This is not a I sister's podcast. Also, I just really love you, and bye. Love you. I didn't honestly hear most of that because I was ending up backpedaling. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Someone in high school is listening to this? We have to stop. I'm the story I just fucking told. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how. See that. Okay. Honestly, looping back to call number whatever, my kink really was hooking up with a teacher. That to me is still like the hottest fucking thing. Like I would fully go to grad school just for the opportunity to hook up with a teacher. So bad. Oh my God. All I want to do is hook up with a fucking teacher. Um. You're in high school, so that's um. Not only. No, it's just illegal, actually. It is, like, literally only illegal. Unless you're, like, a nine-time junior. <laughs> Which, in that case, I don't think the teacher wants anything to do with <laughs> you. <laughs> Ooh, what did that Molly do to me? <laughs> um, yeah, I would say don't go there. Uh, second, oh, that is hard when you're, like, underage. Sorry about it. I don't relate. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always wanted to hook up with a teacher. Never have. So, yeah, I, I what what kind of ending is this? I'd rather end on the Molly Coke story. Damn. Okay. Well, that was the end of the hot box. <laughs> now we're going to get right into what? The rant? Jesus Christ. Um, the clock behind me, if you're watching, uh, says 420, and that's because that's my timer for when I rant. Sometimes, and by sometimes I mean like most times I go over it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try and I think today's will be pretty easy to keep under four minutes and 20 seconds, but let's just start it. We don't even need a countdown. Just click it. Today's rant is like not as much of like a passionate, fiery rant. It's more of like a sad, slow, deliberate rant. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I probably, I might actually be uploading a video that I recorded about this. Like I recorded it like a month or two ago. I don't even remember, but I was going through it. And for some fucking reason, it is so, it's so easy for me to just, like, turn on a camera and, like, vent and cry. It sounds insane. <laughs> and it's probably because it is. But, like, to me, it is so therapeutic to just, like, talk it through, like, figure it out as you're talking. And then it's, like, recorded so you can upload it and monetize it. Um, so that's, like, an added plus. So I think I might upload that in, like, a week or two when there's, like, an opening. But I've just been feeling so, like, mentally... Ill. <laughs> um, I not like in a joking. Like it's funny because it's like funny to say like I've been feeling mentally ill, but like I've just been feeling so lost. And I was kind of talking about this before we started recording today. But it's like with this podcast, for example. But this could be applied to like anything in my career at the moment. I just don't have a grasp on <laughs> if it's like good. Like I. Yes, I record the podcast, I prepare for the podcast, and I watch the first cut of the podcast. So, like, I do watch it and stuff, but I'm not making it for me. Like, you guys are the ones who, like, love watching and enjoying it. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Rate and review. Um, but, you know, this is very much... I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But basically, I just... I don't have a grasp on it. Like, to me... I come in here, I sit my fat ass on the couch, I talk, I rant, regret saying some shit, and then I leave. And then I keep doing the same thing. So to me, it feels so boring and overplayed and played out and just uninteresting. 
And then I get into this like loop of I'm not funny anymore. I've peaked like and I just don't feel like confident if (laughs) we haven't been able to tell. Um, And that's like another thing that gets to me is I feel like I used to be so, if not confident, like sure of myself, even when it was like the videos I'm uploading or like what I'm talking about or if I'm funny, like I always thought I was the funniest fucking person. And now I'm like, I just see everybody on TikTok and I see all these other people that I guess I compare myself to. And I'm thinking like, oh, they're out there having a show and doing this and that. And they're a comedian on TikTok, according to their bio. So like, (laughs) I just feel so like lost and I feel like I don't have a sense of reality almost, which is, (laughs) which is a point I just came across as I'm saying this. Hmm. That's something to bring up to my therapist that I don't feel like I have a sense of reality. But also I feel like I just, yeah, like with friends even, like I just, I can't tell if we were friends because like of the pandemic and we just have more time to catch up with each other. And that's another thing with the pandemic. Like there's people like I FaceTimes. I have like such like I don't want to pick up anybody's FaceTime. I don't want to talk to people because for a long time in the pandemic, there was nothing to talk about. There was nothing new. It was just like a reminder of everything like that was, that is going on. Like it was like, what did you do today? Well, I got out of bed and worked from home in my sweats and then I forgot to eat. And then I got drunk at 3 PM. Like it just talking about life and yourself was not fun in the pandemic. So I just ended up avoiding everybody's FaceTimes and I, feel like I have no friends. And now that, you know, my friends are vaccinated and we're all going out and stuff, we're all catching up for like lost time with people we haven't physically been able to see. So then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, does that person just hate me? Or are they like just catching up with seeing people that they love? Like, it's just, everything feels like a mind fuck and I don't know how to get out of it. Oh my God. And I almost fucking timed this out perfectly. Not that I was trying to time this out because like I really had nothing prepared besides mention the video that you had recorded this in case this is uploaded the same week that I upload that. But yeah, I definitely explain it better mostly because like I'm going through it fully in that video, but I just, life feels so much more confusing, like to get a grasp on. And I don't know if that's just like me or if that's like everybody, but it feels really like alienating and frustrating. And it feels like when like the pandemic started and we were like, when is this going to end? Like I, that's how I feel about like, (laughs) I was going to say life right now, not like waiting for it to end, but like that's, I feel like life is just very like, what is going on? I don't know what I even want to do with my life anymore. Like, am I happy doing this? Oh, wow. Yeah, Chris, the timer went off. Let's save this for literally your therapist. Um, On a much lighter note, I want to shout out just uh, a GoFundMe, a, a cha- one of the... What? Did I just have like an aneurysm? Did it stop recording? No. Oh, okay. That would have been great if it did. I mean, I just fucked up that entire like segue. Um, But yeah, every episode I like shouting out different organizations, GoFundMes, just things that help and impact the world around us, no matter how big or small. Um, and there is in every description of every episode a link that you could submit your own because I think it is really cool to be able to have a community of 
people just as deranged as I am, um, but who are able to submit GoFundMes for things that might be happening to their friend or in their community or in the world, you know? Like, I just think it's really cool. And today is actually from one of you guys, and it read, I lost my mom due to COVID in January. She was only 48 years old and had no prior medical conditions. She was in the ICU for almost three weeks. This left me with house bills, rent, and caring for my 14-year-old brother who was who has learning disabilities and requires a lot of help with school and daily tasks. I have not been able to work due to having to take over these new responsibilities. Any help would be appreciated, even though it's even if it's not shared through your videos or podcast, even just a Twitter share would be helpful. Thank you, and I love you. Appreciate how your videos have helped me throughout this time of grieving. I I just I can't fathom the the burden that has just been put on you. And I feel like we can all really come together and help out. I think this is from somebody named Adrian, Adriana. I forget. But I'm going to leave the GoFundMe in the description of this episode. Please give what you can. Um, again, this there's a lot going on in the world, whether you want to give to uh, the Hurricane Ida relief or to this GoFundMe. I mean, I think just to be able to help anybody is really something that feel like with the internet we've all taken for granted but it's it's really cool so i'm gonna leave the gofundme in the description of this episode and um ugh, uh our thoughts are with you and i'm hoping a lot of people donate now this is being posted when this episode i think it's maybe the week before the Met. it's like the thursday maybe just before the met gala Regardless, the Met Gala is happening, and it's like, if you don't know what it is, it's this big event in New York that helps, like, the costume department, or, I don't know why I'm trying to fucking explain what the Met Gala is, you can Google it, Um, but the big thing is what people are going to wear and who's going to show up, Um, so I I thought it would be fun, since we don't know the outfits for this year's, let's fucking talk shit on years past, Um, I have a bunch of looks that I have not seen and um, we're going to – something I do on my channel is exactly this. When an event or, say, the Met Gala happens, I love to just roast people and what they're wearing and if I think it's good, if I think it fits the theme, etc. So let's get into it. First up, we've got Florence Welch and Alexander McQueen from 2012. And this theme was Scaparelli and Prada Impossible Conversations. Um, and she is wearing – I mean, it's like a three-layered, honestly, (laughs) it looks like her dress is like white with a bunch of like, it looks like plastic butterflies almost were like glued all over it. And her pose, (laughs) her pose is when I'm leaving the bar and like a photographer at the event is like, wait, we need a picture. And I'm like turning. I'm like, ooh, that Florence, I love you, by the way. Not that you're not that this is on your radar at all. Um, but the dress looks like if you took all the plastic from the ocean and like shredded it and put it on like a car washer rotating thing, am I wrong? I mean, it's like pretty ish. This isn't probably the best photo for the dress, but like, yeah, I guess I don't, (laughs) it's been a while since I fucking judged an offense red carpet. This is fucking rusty. Yeah. She just... (sighs) And her hair is giving, like, milkmaid vibes. Are you looking at these pictures? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad that you... 
am I missing anything? Like, I, how would you describe that? Like, I don't, this is a lot harder than I thought. I thought it was going to be so easy to describe outfits for like the audio portion. And I'm like drowning. Kind of toilet bowl cleaner. Yes. Like some kind of like cleaner. Um, I'm going to give this like an eight out of 10. I don't understand the theme. So I'm not definitely not going to say whether she did or not. But like, wait, what did I give this an eight out of 10? That was so generous. I was thinking more of like a six out of 10. Like, it's pretty, but it also could be, like, anthropology wedding section. Yeah, I don't know. Next. Ugh. Next up is Rihanna in Goi Pai Couture in 2015, which was China through the looking glass. I I remember seeing this and being like, Rihanna's that bitch. This is when she wore the giant, like, mustard yellow. It honestly looks like... <laughs> Uh, Aslan from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, rest in peace to him. But it's like a f- yellow fur-lined shoulderless dress, cape, jacket, robe. Am I wrong with any of those? Like, it is somehow a dress, a robe, maybe even a fucking Snuggie. Like, it has Snuggie potential. I don't like the shoes at all. I, like... I don't know why they're silver. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I'm commenting on that either, but um the, they're silver because her necklace, her earrings and her headdress all have Oh, silver. yeah, I should like shut up and like maybe. Yeah, 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 there is silver. Thank you so <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everyone's like, "All right, Chris, and you should just give up on entertaining overall." See, this is what I mean. I'm like barely able to fucking talk about someone's outfit, and I'm like, "Chris, you're not funny." Anyways, that's what's going on inside my head. Um, I love this look. Once again, I don't know. It's definitely giving me like a Asian. I mean, from what I can fucking see, it's giving like I can see some elements on the golden like silk that seem very Asian. But I mean, I don't who's. (laughs) Who's to say I know what China through the looking glass is as a Caucasian sweating while he sits on the couch? Um, I'm going to give this look like a nine and a half out of ten. There is something off about the headpiece that I don't love, but everything else is just like a mega serve. Ugh, Rihanna literally is perfect. <gasps> oh my god, okay, so this is Beyonce and Givenchy in the same year, China through the looking glass. This is definitely less... China through the looking glass. Every time I say China, I'm so afraid I say it like Trump. China. Like, I know it's like an irrational thought, but like every time I'm like, China. Anyways, this is what keeps me up at night. I think Beyonce looks fire. She's in this like bedazzled over all of the necessary private parts. And then everything else is like see-through like netting. And then it's got like this dress thing that comes out at the bottom. It's like tight around her ass. And then it like, flows out i don't know a mini train Um, that's what it's called oh that's a mini train yeah i thought that was just a dress so i'm glad we're having this convo it has a mini train a micro train (laughs) um she's got like a mini train with bedazzles and jewels and it's i think this is fire i don't know how on theme it is but i think she looks fire her hair i mean she you can tell in this pose she is posing like Mm-hmm. This is Beyonce looking back at you. Take the picture, bitch. Uh, this is 
like a nine and a half out of ten. Because, again, I don't know how on theme this is, but I think she looks so good. I feel like this is one of those, like, iconic Met Ball-like outfits that when people are like, the Met Ball, they think, oh, Beyonce in that one dress. Even though I'm kind of looking at it now, and it isn't that special of a dress, I would say. No, like, in like you know, Rihanna was just wearing literally Aslan from Narnia. And Beyonce's just like... Like, it's it's beautifully made. It's a beautiful dress. Don't get me fucking wrong, guys. It's just like... I guess Met Galas have gotten so over the top <laughs> that I'm like, where's the dance performance? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to stick with a nine out, uh, 9.5 out of 10. What the fuck and who the fuck? Lauren Santo Domingo? Who is that? Does anyone know? You Google them. <laughs> I didn't pick. Lauren Santo Domingo in Giambattista Valley Haute Couture in 2016 Manus Ex Machina Fashion and Age of Technology. She, this is maybe one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. And I'm saying that with (laughs) as much respect as you can. Um, This is a sleeveless. God, this is, I'm really uh, earning my money today of trying to describe this outfit. She's Uh, a co-founder of a fashion retailer. Which one? Modus Operandi. Oh, work. Okay, that's, like, impressive. I'm so sorry, Lauren Santo Domingo. Your outfit's still fucking ugly. Um, It's, like, at the top, like, just before her tits is, like, a... Almost it looks like it would be a vest, but it's not open. And it is, like, blue and see-through giraffe print. (laughs) Like, it's blue, and then the giraffe spots are just, like, see-through. And then, once again, no fucking sleeves. And then everything from that point down is an actual car wash. <laughs> like, what? It, it's like tinsel. It's like literally layers of like fringe tinsel. Fringe, tinsel fringe. I don't know what is going on. It's just not good. And then the black stripes going through, it just is, there is so much going on. And this, Honestly, I'm so sorry, Gian Battista Valli, but this could be like Forever 21 Couture. <laughs> this is just bad. I think it's so ugly. Yeah, maybe it has to do with technology and fashion. And the- oh, this is probably like 3D printed or something, which in that case is like cool for this, I guess. But like, great that it's on theme, but it's ugly. Um, and I don't even know if it's on theme. So we're going to give her like a three. I don't know why. It just feels right. <gasps> oh, my God. Next up, we have the Sarah Jessica Parker in Dolce & Gabbana Alta Moda in 2018 Heavenly Bodies Fashion and the Catholic is what I must have said. And the Catholic Imagination. Dolce & Gabbana is just trash. I'm going to be just straight up. They're racist. They're fucking misogynistic. They're homophobic, which is wild because it's two gay men. Um, And it's just also ugly. But this is... I mean, I think this is ugly. God, it's just so fucking ugly. Like, honestly, it looks like Dolce & Gabbana. Um, Yeah, she hits the theme pretty hard because she's in a fucking Pope's hat or, like, a priest hat or some kind of religious... Like, it's all very religious. There's hearts. There's... What is that shit? It's just, like, her dress has a huge fucking gold... It looks like a Thanksgiving tablecloth. (laughs) 
it's like all it's like the exact tablecloth my mom puts on for Thanksgiving. But along the cape, there are these red shiny hearts. And then those are all throughout the dress as well. And there's some shoulders. It honestly gives me like Joan of Arc meets the Pope vibes. Like, right? Like, I'm, I don't know. Fuck y'all. I think that that's what it looks like. Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker constantly looks like she is surprised to be where she is. Like this picture, especially she's like, what? Um, Yeah, I think on theme, it's, I'm going to give this like a four. Like, yeah, she. Like, yeah, just because she's in this huge outfit doesn't mean it's fucking good. Like, I showed up to Halloween in a huge fucking outfit as a Dr. Pepper can in fourth grade. Didn't mean the kid was a good costume. Um, Yeah, actually, I'm going to give this like a a three. What did I give it? A four before? I'm giving it a three. And the only points are that it's on theme. And really, I think only the hat is on theme. The rest, she really could just be like playing... Romeo and Juliet in the live action. Well, I guess that is a live action. Oh, God. <gasps> ah! This is Cardi B and Tom Brown in 2019 for camp. I thought this... Everybody said that this looked like a period tamp- uh, period pad. I thought that that was fucked up and rude. This is when Cardi was in, like, the full, like, maroon red, um, like... I mean, just, like, how do you even... It looks like a red comforter got turned into, like, a stunning dress... It has, like, a bunch of... Oh, God, why am I fucking... I really thought I was going to be able to describe these outfits, like, in detail for the audio portion. Turns out if you're listening to this, <laughs> you've clicked out. Um, It's just a big red dress with a... Or, no, it's a red dress with a huge train that has feathers along the edge. I mean, yeah, it really does, does kind of look like a a pad that has a, had a period on it. Um, I think she looks amazing. I don't, like... I don't know if it's on theme. I did rate this actual outfit in a video. So it's gonna be really embarrassing when people put those two together and they're just completely different. But I don't understand necessarily the camp aspect besides like obviously the train is so... F- no, I guess I get the camp aspect. I just want to like see the vehicle she came in for this. That's a huge... like That's like three king bed comforters put together. I'm going to give this like a 7 out of 10. I don't know why. Like, I love the dress. I I hate the feathers, honestly. I think we could have done without. But, oh my God, that without feathers would look so cool. Anyway. Especially had an entourage of 10 people. Well, yeah, because it took 10 people to lift that fucking train, probably. Holy shit. Um, next up, we have Lady Gaga and Brandon Maxwell in 2019 for Camp Notes on Fashion. Yeah, this whole, this is the dance performance I was referencing earlier. Lady Gaga showed up and had four outfit changes on the carpet. And I think that alone was camp. Like, Lady Gaga, I feel like, (laughs) is camp. But especially this performance. (laughs) I keep calling it a performance, but, like, it literally was. There were, like, dancers. Um, I don't think many of her outfits were really that groundbreaking. Like, the final one is just, like, a Lady Gaga fame monster outfit. Uh, It's, like, a bikini. All right, we'll start with one. It's a big pink bow with... Um, like a big fucking pink, hot pink trench coat. And clearly there's a ton of shit under it. So underneath the next outfit was a black, like 
dr sleeveless dress, shoulderless dress, whatever it is, with like an asymmetrical boob, and then just a big fucking Cinderella skirt thing, but it's all black. It's a pretty dress. It's just not like it's just like a black Cinderella dress. If you've seen Selling Sunset, the wedding dress of Christine is like pretty much what this is, minus any jewels. And then the next dress underneath is a hot pink, like, slip dress to the floor with big sunglasses. And she looks like she's got, like, a chunky telephone that she's talking on. And then the final one is just, yeah, sparkly bikini and bikini bottoms and fishnets. Like, the outfits aren't that crazy, but I think the whole, <laughs> the whole performance was camp. I think, you know, this is like a 9 out of 10. I, there's no logic or rhyme or reason to this. Oh, this is sad. Uh, next up, we have Chadwick Boseman in Atelier Versace from 2018 Heavenly Bodies. I like this mostly because I can see the white dude behind him who is just in a black tux. And like, I, if you go to the Met Gala in just a black tux, you should be turned away at the door. I don't fucking care it's not your children's high school like fucking ugh, fundraiser are you kidding anyways i think this looks good i feel like guys at the met gala are really fucking boring not many of them take risks um but this is very like actually is it just versace feeling or is it like religious feeling like obviously it's religious feeling it's because incredibly he pope-esque is it Pope-esque? Yeah, because it's got, like, the long cape. And yeah, I guess I should crosses. explain the outfit. He has, like, a big white cape on it that has holes for his arms. And then on the cape are two cross, four crosses. Um, and then he's got, like, tassels and a chain coming across. It's all white except for the shoes, which are gold. The pants have, like, the Versace, like, Baroque. What is that? Art deco? <laughs> I'm just saying shit at this point to get through this segment. <laughs> Baroque, yeah, it's like Baroque pattern. Um, and yeah, he just looks very religious. And yeah, I guess very papal. Pa is that a word? Papal. Papal. Guys, I mean, that was a pretty fucking good first attempt. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I'm going to give him like a 9 out of 10. Mm. An 8 out of 10. Like, it's good. I do wish there was something more, though, because honestly, if you took away the cape, it would just be a really bad suit set. And the shoes, I don't love the gold shoes, but it's Versace. Um, next up, we have Zendaya in Versace from 2018 Heavenly Bodies Fashion and the Catholic Imagination. And she is like Joan of, like picture Joan of Arc. Then you've pictured Zendaya. Her hair is like this little, like ginger, color, like deep, dark, Auburn is Auburn a color or a school or both? Both. Both. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's like Auburn. Is that the color of Auburn? Oh, yeah. I'm killing it, Chris. Chris, you're killing it. Um, yeah, she's got like a little Auburn bob that's a little wavy, and then it literally looks like she's wearing armor, but then it like the chainmail drapes where her cleavage is and it leaves a nice little opening, and then she's got shoulder openings. And then, like, a chainmail dress with, like, a train. I think this is sick. I'm going to say 10 out of 10 for Zendaya. I think this is hard. This is, like, like, oh, my God. 
And I feel like it fits the theme too. Crazy. Oh my God. Next. <gasps> oh my God. What in the fuck? Oh, this is for Comme des Garçons. Yeah, this actually is like fire. I think people shout on it. This is an insane outfit though. If you're just like, what the hell? This is Katy Perry and Mason Margiela by Jean, Ga by Jean Galliano from 2017, which was the Comme des Garçons art of the in-between. This outfit, I think to the average person is like, what is this ugly train wreck? This is like the most Calm de Garçon outfit I've, I feel like I've seen. This, although what is on? She's in, <laughs> everybody who called Cardi B a red or a bloody pad should have seen Katy Perry because I'm sure everybody called her a bloody tampon. Um, she has red netting that goes over her face. And honestly, it looks like down the front. Oh, no, it's like a veil. Got it. It's like a red veil that goes far behind her. And then, I mean, this is a pretty fucking hard dress to describe. It's all red. There's like some bejewels. There's some uh, tulle. There's structure. I mean, yeah, I sorry, audio people. You're, you're not getting a good description of this one. I think this is like an interesting dress and outfit, especially for Comme des Garçons. I just... I honestly just wish it wasn't Katy Perry. <laughs> Not that I know. Do I? I don't know how I feel about Katy Perry, actually. Like, I feel like she's on Well, no, she's like, doesn't Chris shut up. Um, I'm going to give this like a nine out of 10. I think this is a pretty strong look for a Comme des Garçons themed Met Gala. Oh, my God. I cannot believe she made it in. Cara Delevingne and Stella McCartney in 2014 Charles James Beyond Fashion. This, I mean, she should be turned. This is, <laughs> this is the equivalent of wearing a black tux to the Met Gala. This is a joke. You're a laughing stock. I must have dropped dead. That is like so aggressive. This is, I mean, here's the thing. If Cara Delevingne was here with Topshop, I would get it. I'd be like, yeah, this really is the best that Topshop has to offer. She is in, and this is the easiest thing to describe to you because it is literally what some people wear to, like, the office, I feel. It is, like, a black... It's practically a fucking black tank top, but, like, there's two straps that go over the shoulder and cover the boobies, and then there's two straps that are connected, like, in the middle of her torso, and then they split that go around her torso... And then that's her top. And then the bottoms are, I know they're Stella McCartney, but that could be J. Crew, if that's even in business still. And then her shoes are just black and white high heels <laughs> at the Met Gala. <laughs> I shouldn't, it should never be that easy to describe your Met Gala outfit. I don't fucking care who you are. This is, <laughs> this is just so stupid. Cara Delevingne, this is like your house. Ugly. Have you guys seen her house? I have an Arc Digest subscription, but they also do the like open house, open door, whatever. Her first house, so ugly. Her second house, still ugly. Her Met Gala outfit from 2014, a zero. Next. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow in Valentino Haute Couture from 2014, Punk, Chaos to Couture. I loved this theme. 
I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow should be invited to a punk-themed event. At least not the Gwyneth Paltrow that I've seen. I'm sure she's got a fucking freaky side to her. And no, in fact, I know she does. She sells a candle called My Vagina. Like, she sold, like, crystal dildos on her site, I'm pretty sure. She should have come in something much more impressive than this. She's in, like, a hot pink, full-sleeved, to-the-neck, satin, silk, some kind of nylon, maybe, hot pink dress that has a sheer stripe going just above her boobs. And then... I guess she forgot her hair that day because it's a ponytail. Not even like a fun one. It is just like literally like a, I'm about to suck some dick, let me pull my hair back. Ponytail. Like, any of us could make this ponytail. Someone got paid so much money to make that ponytail. Or maybe they didn't. That's the problem. <laughs> um, Yeah, this isn't even like a pretty dress. Like, you can see all these like puckers in the sleeve and like in the seat. Ugh. This is honestly like a one, mostly because I can't put this in the same category as Cara Delevingne. <gasps> oh, okay. This one, this one, I know people are going to have shit to say. Kim Kardashian and Tierra Mugler in uh, 2019 camp notes in fashion. I, Kim Kardashian in herself is camp. Her body, her family, her family's bodies. Camp start to motherfucking finish. Are you kidding me? Kylie Jenner is constant camp. Her billboard up the fucking thing for her bu- her birthday collection, not a single person has recognized that as Kylie. They're camp. Oh my God. Kim wore this like, I thought this dress was like insane. She's got like a wet hair look. And of course it's like on purpose. She's not, she didn't just hop out of the shower like you and I would. Um, and then she's in this latex Oh my God, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so good. It has like a short sleeve. It really accentuates her tiggle bitties. Um, and it's like latex that has been molded to her body and looks wet. And it's like, it's been like crafted to look like it is wet fabric. And it's shiny, so it obviously looks wet. But on top of that, there are a ton of little tiny jewel water droplets hanging off of her sleeve on her face. They're on the dress. So she literally just looks wet. And it's so good. It is so good. And she looks she looks like a cartoon like a sexy cartoon character. Like she she outcamped Kim Kardashian. <laughs> and that's camp with a K. Um, I'm gonna give her like a n- like a nine and a half, and I don't know why I don't want to give her the full ten. <sighs> the shoes are kind of boring. She should have gone barefoot. Period. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't like the shoes, so maybe that'll be the point five docking. But honestly, I think I would probably give this like a ten. This is sick. See, like that's interesting. Like then I scroll up to Gwyneth Paltrow, and I'm like, really? Like I know they're different themes, but really. Like, Kim K would have showed up in a mohawk if it was punk, I feel. <laughs> Can someone Photoshop that or, like, find that? Uh, next up is Rihanna and Comme des Garçons in 2017 for the Comme des Garçons art, in, art of the in-between theme. I mean, pretty hard to go fucking wrong wearing the designer the show is about. Um, and I think she looks like Comme des Garçons. I don't understand the shoes, though. Like... I get it, but I feel like almost like 
thigh-high leather, like, almost Rick Owen, like, Ramon shoes that went up to, like, her thighs would have been sick. Instead of the... I just... They're strappy. Okay, so, basically, it looks like a bunch of fabric scraps have been piled together onto her and make, like, a dress sort of thing. And then she's got these, like, red... Looks like flats that have just straps all the way up to her thighs. And I think... I just hate the... I hate the shoes. I hate the shoes. I love everything else. The hair, the makeup, very Comme des Garçons. The outfit, I I mean, it's obviously fucking Comme des Garçons. I'm going to give this like an 8 out of 10. The shoes are insane, Rihanna. <laughs> I'm sorry, and not in a good way. Um, Next up, is this the last one? No, we have one. <laughs> I just saw who's after. Next up, we have Madonna, who wore Givenchy Haute Couture in 2014 for Punk Chaos to Couture. <sighs> I think Madonna looks punky here. She's got like the studs. She's wearing, okay, she's wearing a black hard bang with like, like I don't know. It's just like a very pump, a punky like Adam's family almost wig. But it like is like a bob down to her shoulders. She has like a fishnets and a ton of chokers and chains. And she's wearing a plaid blazer. That shows fishnet underneath with like a studded black belt and chains coming off of that. And then just stockings up to her thighs. And like, it looks like fishnet shorts, maybe. And then hot pink shoes <laughs> over the stockings. um, And then leather gloves and a bunch of chains and jewelry and like uh, studs and whatnot. Like, I want to say she looks punky. I just think she looks cheap. Like, like, like. I'm going to just give her a 5 out of 10. It's like middle of the road, you know? Like, it's punky, but it's... Uh, looks like various, like, Forever 21, H&M's, Dolls Kills combined. Just, like, boring. Like, oh my god, Madonna? She's the bitch who should be showing up in a fucking mohawk! What? Bitch? Don't you have a line called, bitch, it's Madonna? Where is that? Where was that energy? Um, oh my god, this is the note we're ending on. This camp. Ah! <laughs> oh, this is so funny. Last up, we have Sean Mendez and St. Laurent for 2019's Camp Notes in Fashion. Oh, you know that theory I had about the tux? Sean <laughs> Mendez showed up in a black tux that has white trim, a black open shirt underneath, and then black tuxedo pants. That have the same trim down the sides. And then black Saint Laurent boots. <sighs> Once again, you should never be able to describe your Met Gala outfit that fucking simply. Sean, I don't care how hot you are. That does not excuse this outfit. This is just bad. This is literally just bad. The only thing I feel like he's missing is like a sombrero. And he could be like a full... He could be like singing you happy birthday at some restaurant that is appropriating Spanish culture. Like, I mean, truly, he looks... I mean, yeah, he looks great, but for camp? Bitch, go and camp. Don't come. The fuck? Sean, zero out of ten. I said what I said. And that's it. Okay? That was my review. Did we enjoy it? I don't think this is going to be a regular series here on the podcast. That was... Really, I'm like, my, the back of my neck is like sweating. The theme of this Matt Gala at Unhinged is like sweat, genetic, whoo, 
Miss Lauder. Oh my God, it's time for C. <gasps> that was a fucking line drive. Okay. <sighs> well, as we all know, and if you don't, um, after the main segment, uh, we do a thing where you guys can submit secrets. Um, and that is also, the link for that is in the description of this episode as well. But uh, you guys submit your secrets that you've never shared and keep them anonymous. And I share them. It's, yeah, it's really fucking self-explanatory. Um, so <gasps> I feel like every time I open this envelope, there are more and more secrets in it. <laughs> Which I'm kind of excited because none of these uh, are peer paragraphs. Um, all right. Right off the start. Off the bat. Right from the start. Whatever. Okay. So one time in high school around 2009, me and my best friend were obsessed with Twilight like every other 17-year-old at the time. And I was very Team Edward and she was Team Jacob. And we had gotten into this very big fight for her insulting my weight. What? That's out of pocket. So not only did I sleep with her ex, I also cut holes in the tits of her Twilight shirts like in Mean Girls. And after that, we never talked again. I'm not going to say she deserved it, but she did not deserve it. That, to take Team Edward versus Jacob to a jab at your weight, that's a sociopath. Um, one time, Kim K's best friend, Jonathan, came into my job looking for a specific brow dry brush. I told him we didn't have it in stock anymore, and him and his security left. We did have it in stock. I had it on hold for myself to buy at the end of my shift. I, this, let me tell you, anywhere I am involved is, I mean, a safe space for Jonathan Chebin, a.k.a. Food God Slander. I don't care about bullying. It's wrong. It's terrible, except when it's Jonathan Chebin. I said what I said. Is that wrong? I don't care. Every time I drink Henny, I on purpose call my toxic ex-boyfriend and either leave a voicemail or let him listen to me having a blast slash having guys hit on me. <laughs> that is so fucking petty. That is so good. I was like, where is this going? Henny is the alcohol that'll fucking put you in that kind of a mood. I tell you, every time I drink that, I'm like, let's burn this town down. And then I'm like, just kidding. Climate change is already doing so. When I was younger, I used to only be able to go shit in my diaper while squatting in a closet. I'm nearly 23, and the only way I can shit is if I put my feet on the toilet as if I am squatting. Love you. Okay. Well, that was the last secret, and oh, I wish we ended before that. I am so sorry for your squatting, stranger. What the fuck? I... I know I didn't misread that. Like, I read that perfectly. I'm not judging you. I'm just... I just get taken so off guard. I get caught so off guard. I'm mixing up a lot of phrases today. Anyways, that's just proof that we should fucking end this sinking ship. Thank you all so much for listening or and or watching to Unhinged with Chris. Yeah. Uh, we've all made it through another episode. Be sure to share this with your friends and subscribe to where you listen to podcasts. And if you want to watch it, this episode is probably the one to watch because you could just look at the pictures. Um, and be sure to share it with your friends. Again, it helps me out. You don't even have to share it with your friends. Share it with your drug dealer. Literally. Get some people into it. <laughs> it's like whoever's box it was at the Bieber concert it was like, just get into it. Um, yeah. I love you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. And also, I'm sorry. Feels like I definitely need to say sorry after that episode. Although, I was put through some heavy shit during that as well. 
it's gonna be interesting to see what's left in that episode. <laughs>